Welcome to Whose Podcast Is It Anyway? A show where our host engages in a lively conversation with the guest. The guest chooses the topic and the host has no prior preparation or knowledge of the topic. Please note that the opinions expressed on this program are the opinions and views of the host and the guests and are not necessarily the same opinions and views of Al Seeger or Point of Insanity Game Studio. And now, here's your host, Chad Knight. Good evening and welcome to Whose Podcast Is It Anyway? I'm your host, Chad Knight, and let's jump right into it. So, excitement of all excitements. We have 11 days until Evercon. That's right, people, 11 days. You know, two more, three more episodes, and I'm not even going to be talking about Evercon anymore, and well, until next year. But anyway, um, so anyway, can you believe it's only 11 days until we bust open the doors of Evercon 2017? At 9 a.m. on January 6th, we open the doors on a new Evercon. Bigger than ever before, more games than ever before, and more and better food than ever before. Don't go through the after Christmas blues just to be bored. Keep the fun and games of Christmas and New Year's alive at Evercon 2017. We have over 180 offerings for you. Board games, card games, Badger State games, role-playing games, LARPing, and much, much more. So get registered today. Go to www.evercon.org. All right, so welcome to my Mind Mare. This is actually one of my favorite segments of the show, other than actually talking to the guests, because I get to spew whatever it is that's on my mind. And since this episode drops on December 26th, what's on my mind is Christmas. Now, I talked a little bit about Christmas last episode, and I want to take time on this episode, the official Whose Podcast Is It Anyway Christmas episode, to talk a little more about it. Christmas is crackling fires, a tree decorated with sparkling lights and shimmering tinsel, hot cocoa and mini marshmallows, family and friends, food, usually too much food, and drink and be merry, Santa Claus and presents, giving and receiving. This is all fun and good, but what does Christmas mean to me? Well, to me it's family and it's Jesus. Baby Jesus is my favorite of all the Jesuses because he represents a new beginning. When Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, Jesus came back to us as the new Adam to save mankind. This is what Christmas is truly all about. Now, I'm not going to get preachy, even though I could, um, but the segment is called Welcome to My Mind Mare, and that's what's been on my mind when I was putting this episode together. So, uh, don't misunderstand me. The Everything I mentioned before, the food, the drink, the family, the friends, the mini marshmallows and cocoa, the lights, the shimmering tinsel and Santa Claus and all that. I love all of that. It's just remember. Let's, let's take a moment, if it's just a moment, to remember the reason for the season. All right, and I'm off my soapbox. Now... You've all heard me on my soapbox before, whether it's uh, politics, whether it's, um, I think on one episode, I kind of got a little religious on everybody, but that's what this is kind of all about. I mean, this this portion of the show is where I get to state my views versus um, where I talk to who's ever on my podcast and they get to state their point of view and I get to ask them stupid questions. Speaking of stupid questions... I'm going to introduce you now to tonight's uh, podcast uh, uh, friend that came to talk with us. Um, her name is Paula Loomis, 
And um, I'm going to ask her, like I always ask everybody, to start off the night by telling us what you do in the real world. Because as we know, this is not the real world. This is internet radio. So go ahead, Paula. Tell us what you do. Uh, tell us anything you want about yourself. Um, and uh, it's all you. Hi. Uh, my name is Paula Loomis. I am a 49-year-old mother, wife, worker. <laughs> um, I work more than anything. Um, I work at Quick Trip. Over on Stewart Ave, um, if you ever come in in the morning for a cup of coffee, you're most likely going to see me there from 4 in the morning till 8. I do all their paperwork. And when I'm done there, I book on over to the Grand Theater and sell tickets. Um, anytime you call for any of our shows, you will most likely get me on the phone. I'm smiling while I'm on the phone, and sometimes when I hang up, it's all an act. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Paula <coughs> is married to uh, Mike Loomis, who was on an earlier episode. Uh, Mike and I talked about love. So, um, I do have a question for you tonight, though. With this being the Christmas episode of Whose Podcast Is It Anyway, what does Christmas mean to you, Paula? Um, oh, my gosh. I hope I don't cry at this. Um which you're the only one who can see me, so that's cool. Yeah, so unless um, you tell them you're crying. <laughs> no, you'll know it because you'll hear it in my voice. <laughs> um, Christmas to me um, is family. Um, I think that a lot of people have gotten away from the true meaning of, of Christmas. Uh, we have taught our kids, and we, thank God, are very blessed that our kids have learned from Mike and I Um that it is better to give than to receive. Each year, our kids donate a portion of their Christmas money to families in need. Uh, a couple years ago, we had a friend of ours who was getting divorced, and he had three young boys that he was taking care of. And we have um, broke into his house, basically, <laughs> um, with the help of his mother. Okay. Um, while he wasn't home, and we filled his freezer with food and brought all presents for his children and didn't tell him who it was. He, to this day, I think, still doesn't know who it is. And I'm not worried about him hearing this podcast because I don't think he ever listens to podcasts. Um, but, you know, we... For us, Christmas has a different meaning. If we didn't have to buy presents at all for our kids. Um, I think that they would be okay with that. Uh, we do spend money on them. We don't go overboard like we used to. Of course, their <laughs> their presents as they got older are more expensive. I have I have noticed that. <laughs> the numbers go down, but the bill doesn't go down. It does not. <laughs> Mike just said the other day, we should maybe like buy the kids some trinkets or something for Christmas. I'm like, honey, they don't do trinkets anymore. It's just a waste of money for you to buy anybody a trinket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, they, you know, and, and it's just society in general, but they want pod or uh, iPods and i iPads and whatever Anything else. Anything that ends in I. Or starts with <laughs> I, yeah. So, all right. So we'll get back to your topic in just a second. Okay. So I'm going to do uh, my segment now called Today in History. Um, and I say this every time just in case because I, I don't want to get sued. I don't think I'll ever get sued, but I get all my information from www.history.com slash this day in history. So December 26, 1966, Jimi Hendrix writes Purple Haze. 
After a stint in the U.S. Army and a creatively unfulfilling stretch as a session musician and sideman to acts like Little Richard and the Isley Brothers, 21-year-old Jimi Hendrix moved to New York City in 1964 to set about building a solo career. Discovered two years later by British manager-producer Chaz Chandler, a former member of The Animals, Hendrix moved to England in 1966 and teamed up with bassist Noel Redding and drummer Mitch Mitchell to form the Jimi Hendrix Experience. The group scored an almost immediate UK hit with Hey Joe, which was released in mid-December. It was 10 days later, however, on December 26, 1966, that Hendrix wrote Purple Haze, the song that would not only give him his breakthrough hit in the United States, but also go on to define an entire musical era. In fact, Jimi Hendrix had been fooling around with the guitar riffs that became Purple Haze for several months, but it was on the afternoon of this day in 1966, while in a backstage dressing room at the Upper Cut Club in London, that he wrote the song's famous lyrics. And while critics and fans alike rightly hailed Jimi Hendrix for having revolutionized the very sound of rock's most important instrument, his status as arguably the greatest electric guitarist who ever lived sometimes overshadows his talents as a songwriter. Purple Haze was a song that instantly grabbed listeners' attention with its famous opening riff, a ferocious two-note guitar march that scarred with fuzz. In the words of Rolling Stone, And it didn't let go through a little more than three minutes of tightly constructed instrumental chaos, but its lyrics, Excuse me while I kiss the sky, sounded just as revolutionary in 1967, and maybe just as much a part of the song's appeal today. Released in the United States as the lead single from the Jimi Hendrix Experience debut album, Are You Experienced? In June 1967, Purple Haze actually had relatively little commercial success as a single. It was Hendrix's legendary guitar-burning live performance at the Monterey Pop Festival that same month that established him as a star, though not too big a star to act briefly as the opening act for the Monkees later that summer. In 2004, Rolling Stone magazine's ranked Purple Haze, number 17 on its list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. So, I saw you jiving over there. Excuse me. <laughs> well, I kiss the sky. <laughs> all right. So, I don't know about you. I'm a big Hendrix fan as far as his ability to play music. Songs, Hey Joe, Purple Haze, um, uh, The Watchtower. I just think, I mean... Unfortunately, his life was cut short through, you know, alcohol and drugs, as is too often the experience with people who are extremely gifted in one way or another. Right. But um, what are you? Are you a, are you a Hendrix fan? I liked him. Okay. Um, I wouldn't have gone out of my way to listen to him. He wasn't my thing at the time. As an adult, I really like him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I... Couldn't tell you anything about at the time. <laughs> because when this came out in 67, I still had a few years before I got here. So I was already here. Yes. No, that's all right. That's <laughs> Maybe all right. those are the lullabies my mom sang to me. Maybe. You never know. All right. So uh, let's jump right into your topic, Paula. What? What is it? What insight are you going to bring to us tonight? Because... What I used to do is I used to guess every time what somebody was going to bring to the podcast. This is the first episode where I didn't guess because what? I'm horrible at guessing. No, I want you to guess. You want me to guess. I want you to guess. I haven't even thought about this. <laughs> um, let's see. You want me to guess. Let's see. I know Paula. I know Mike. I'm going to say we're going to talk. 
God. Um, I have no idea. Well, first off, I want to tell you that it sucks that Mike stole love because that should have been mine. Okay. He's in the doghouse because of it, because that should have been my topic. Okay. I would have been the master at that. If I'm not denying that. But... Because he stole it from me. (laughs) Well, I would, yeah, actually, that will come into the conversation at some point. (laughs) It wouldn't be a discussion with Paula if they didn't. I am an open book. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody that's listening to this that knows Paula, and especially if you're friends with Paula on Facebook, (laughs) there's not shit she won't do and tell you about. I mean, literally. I was just going to say the same thing. You know, during the election, I don't know if I tagged you in it or not, but um, there was a this 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 circular thing, and it was like uh, you know, like the I voted, but it oh, said yeah. I pooped today. Uh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being out at the movie theater one time, okay, taking a picture of the back of your van, yes. yes, saying, "Oh my god!" And I posted on Facebook that this is so cool, and you're like, "That's my car," <laughs> <laughs> and you're like. What movie are you at? And I, didn't we end? No, we were at different we movies. We were at different movies, but yeah. It was like, it was really weird because I'm sitting in the movie waiting for it to start. I think I was, in fact, I remember this. I was uh, going to see Men in Black 3 because it was in 3D and Nikki hated to go see it. It was the middle of summer. It was hot as shit. And I'm like, I'm going to a movie. Does anybody want to go? And they're all like, no. And I'm like, I'm out. And then I saw that picture and I'm like... It was it was kind of confusing, but you know. And many people have taken pictures of that and sent it to me, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's my friend Chad's car." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what what is the topic we're going to speak about tonight? The to- I uh, let me tell you, I thought long and hard about this, and I have many topics that I could talk about, but all day long, everything that kept coming to my mind was laughter. What makes me laugh? And why it makes me laugh, even when it's inappropriate. Yeah. Now, I I can understand that. Um, I just, somebody sent me just recently through Facebook uh, an instant message. It was called 50 jokes that are inappropriate all the time, but nonetheless funny every time. (laughs) And I read through the list and I'm laughing like a fool. (laughs) You know, and I'm sitting upstairs, and it's Nikki, my wife, and my daughter, Emma. And I would read one every once in a while. I didn't read most of them because Emma was there. But it was just like, I'm going through this list, and and I can't remember the exact joke, but I read this one joke, and I laughed so hard for like five minutes, and they're all just kind of looking at me like... (laughs) And Emma, and Emma's like, damn, that's just really inappropriate. I said, I know, but it's funny. (laughs) So I, I kind of, you and I have very similar sense of humor. Yes, we do. Um, yours is a little more poop based. Mine might be a little more dick based, but <laughs> we both kind of have the same sense of humor. You like dick? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what you said. Ted likes dick. <laughs> no, 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 no. God, I hope my mom's not listening. God, I hope your mom is listening because you're going to be in trouble. She doesn't own a computer and probably wouldn't know how to do any of this anyways. So go Jardy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm gonna have to like somehow put this into uh 
uh, script? No, she needs to live another day. <laughs> oh, this would kill her? She thinks I don't her, want to kill her. She anybody. thinks I'm her good child. <laughs> Little does she know. I was going to say, does she know you? No, I, I <laughs> was a good child growing up. Well, and you still are a good person. You just have a strange sense of humor. I do. I All right, so, admit it. so what? Obviously... Uh, bodily functions make you laugh. Oh, bodily functions do make me laugh. <laughs> she says, <laughs> "All right, so I got, I got a feeling this is going to have a lot of giggles in it, which is a good thing. I haven't had a lighthearted episode in a few episodes now. Um, I mean, I, I just did uh, the episode that uh, dropped earlier today was um, titled uh, "Appropriately Turkey and Maggots." Oh my god! Because we were talking, we were talking about how. <laughs> Christmas kind of encroaches on Thanksgiving and even Halloween to a certain amount. You know, you start seeing Christmas in Where the Where did stores. the maggots come in, though? Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. She, the the girl that was on the uh, podcast with me, was actually uh, anthro, uh, anthro. Um, One of those she does smart crime. People. Yeah, she does like a. <laughs> she she was for a while in uh, Iowa. She worked with like a CSI unit. That's what Bailey wants to do. So. We started talking about her trip to the body farm and how, mm. you know, how they lay out bodies and they decompose and maggots and... Uh, it you was know not... how much I like bugs, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> I know how much you like spiders. Anything that crawls should be dead. I, I got a feeling now, you get anything where I post you in something, you're like... Uh, Have you ever looked uh, at my wall? Have you ever looked at my wall? Not just your wall. Three, quart- three quarters of my wall is nothing but freaking spiders. Spider slippers, spiders that eat fish, spiders that fly, big hairy spiders that lose their skins, spiders that eat snakes, all spiders. Because everybody knows you hate spiders. I'm like, I just want to see my friend's kids. That's it. See, you're one of those weird people. You're like, I want to see my friend's kids. I'm like, I want to see kittens. I like kittens. Don't you love the kitten stuff? I'm I love sorry. the kitten stuff. I, oh my god, there was one the other day. Mike and I were laying in bed. Okay, there was right. this this um, fat little cat laying on the floor, and behind the cat was like this maybe eighteen month, twenty four month old kid, barely walk. The kid sees its mom. The kid gets up, starts running past the cat, and I shit you not, that cat put its paw out and tripped that poor child, and then. <laughs> Sit right up and looked at the mom like, I didn't do that. <laughs> and we just kept hitting replay, watching it over and over and over again as this poor kid fell. Oh, boy. See, inappropriate. Yeah, inappropriate. Somebody's child could have gotten hurt. But you know, if it's on the internet, the... the it must be true. Well, no, not that it's true, but if it's on the internet, it seems to have the air of... If it's on the internet and somebody falls down, and I think it was things like... Um, funniest home videos, you know, all those. I love watching those. I, I do too, but you know, there was always the concept that nobody got hurt. And I think and that they his, made a bunch of money off of it. Right. And I think that's kind of carried over into what we see on the internet. And since we only, especially like Facebook and stuff, you only see snippets of stuff. You see the funny section. You don't see if the kid actually falls down and busts his face, you know? <laughs> well, there should have been a camera in my freaking bedroom at two o'clock this morning. Okay. Because I had Charlie horses in both of my legs, and I couldn't make them go away, so I jumped out of bed, which is not an easy feat, because I'm fat. I'm honest. So I jump out of bed. I finally get the Charlie horses to go away. I crawl back into bed, but I must have had my eyes closed, because I was only partially in bed, and when I laid down, 
I fell right out of bed. And my bed is not a low bed. I have to crawl into my bed to get into it. Oh, man. So I fall and all Mike, all Mike hears is, thump. And he rolls over and he's like, what the hell? Paula? Paula? And I see his head come over to the side of the bed and he's like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, my pride is hurt. But I'm fine. But my pride is hurt. He's like, do you need help up? I'm like, no, you can't help me. It's two o'clock in the morning. He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, I'm positive. So he rolls over and goes back to sleep. And I'm on the floor. Now, granted, I said, no, you don't have to help me. But I can't get up. So I crawl, which was not pretty, over to the chair to try and get up. And I can't. No matter what leg I put first, I can't get up. And I'm like, I'm going to be stuck here forever. And I don't sleep with clothes on. So I'm naked as I'm doing it. (laughs) All I can think of is, yep, the paramedics are going to have to come get me. My ass is going to be in the air. Nobody's helping me. And Mike is sound asleep. So when I finally do, like 10 minutes later, I get myself up, up off the floor. I crawl into bed. The guy doesn't move. He is out like a light. Has he heard the story yet? Well, I said to him today at work, I'm like, do you remember me falling out of bed last night? He's like, he starts laughing. He's like, yeah, I didn't know where you went. I rolled over and you were gone. And all I could see was the top of your head. But you said you didn't need help. So I think, thank you. (laughs) Which brings to mind one of those inappropriate jokes. Because <laughs> you said you know, you're going to be caught with your ass in the air. I'm like that. that that's been my joke for a long time. Is that when I die, I'm going to have them bury me face down, so the world can kiss my ass. <laughs> when we that, and it's easier to go down than up that way. <laughs> when we lived on uh, on Grand Ave, um, I, we had a big ass spider in our bedroom, and it was huge. It was like the size of a half dollar. And it I'm was, not exaggerating. It was probably a daddy long legs. It was no. I'm not afraid of daddy long legs. I can kill those. Oh, well, I can kill you. daddy long leg, but Golf I can't lap. touch the big ones that have black legs that okay. like are crooked and melt multiples of them <laughs> well, and look like they have hair on them. And if well, the, you, you do know that all spiders have eight legs, right? I, but uh, some of them you can't see because they're skinny. <laughs> But the big fat ones that are crooked like this, that those are the ones that terrify. You can't say crooked like this. You can't explain what you My arms are crooked. (laughs) (laughs) The ones that bend, if they look like they're like, I don't know, like tarantula legs. Those are the creepy kind. So anything that's bigger than like invisible. Yes. Except for Daddy Longleg, because well, I can kill those. Yeah, but those their legs are pretty much invisible. Yeah, but and so are their bodies. There's not their bodies are really tiny. Yeah, but my favorite spider story actually has nothing to do with you. Actually, the girls when they were younger, um, and I can't remember which one of them it was. They went into the bathroom to take a shower, right? And they come streaking out, fuck naked, kill the spider! And I don't like spiders. Nikki's not home. <laughs> Now, I'm not a fan of spiders either. I mean, over the years, because two little girls, I've learned how to kill spiders. So I'm like, and they're like, it's this huge spider. It's like, it's like, you know, this big. And they're making their hands like the size of dinner plates, you know. I'm like, don't think so. But I'm I'm not sure what I'm walking into, right? And I'm like, where's the spider? And they're like, it's right over the door as you go in, you know. And I'm like, so I walk into the bathroom and I turn around. And there's a spider at its biggest, the size of my Pinky nail. The hair on my ass just stood up. (laughs) God. And I'm like, 
That is not a dinner plate. <laughs> no, it is a dinner plate when you're looking at it. From down here on up, it's like a flying saucer looking at you with legs. I don't like it. The only place that spiders really bother me is in the shower. Because I'll hate you. You know, you're in the shower and you look up and there's a spider. And I'm like, Herbert? <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> I have two really great spider stories. Okay, let's talk spiders. Okay, well, it's good. It all kind of goes together. It all goes, it's all to do with humor because <laughs> yes. I'm sure these are funny stories. <laughs> so when we lived on, on Grand Ave, Mike was gone and there's big ass spider. I'm laying in bed and I comb the ceilings at home. Even if Mike is home, if Mike isn't home, when I crawl into bed at night, I do this whole thing where I look at every crevice in my ceiling. And he knows that I'm doing it because he'll see my head moving. He doesn't even look at me and he just says, don't do it, Paula. Don't do it. And I always <laughs> find one. It's like I have spider radar. So I'm in... You have spidey sense. I do have spidey sense. <laughs> <laughs> Can you shoot webs from your eyes? Well, that's right. They go this way, don't yeah, they? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm laying in bed. And again... I can't sleep with clothes on. Okay. I'm laying there. And this is part of the story. Not that I just want to tell people that I can't sleep with clothes on. I just on. think you like telling people you sleep naked. <laughs> no, I, I can, if, if I had my way, I would live in a blind nudist colony where I was the only one who could see. Just so you know. So I hate clothes. Why, why, why do you get to see? Because I don't want anybody else seeing what I got, but I want to see what everybody else has. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, so I'm laying in bed, and I look up in the corner of our bedroom, and there is, I kid you not, this thing is like the size of a half dollar. Okay. And it's 10.30 at night. My kids have to be to school the next morning, so they're both sleeping. I'm like, shit, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I look over, and I see my vacuum cleaner. And I'm like, oh, God, I'll get the vacuum cleaner out. So I get the vacuum cleaner out. I put all 15 feet of the hoses on them because I'm not getting anywhere near this sucker. And I turn the vacuum cleaner on and I start sucking up the spider. Okay. Okay. So he goes into my, into my vacuum cleaner. As soon as I turn the vacuum cleaner off, I'm like, son of a bitch. It's a canister. It's just going to crawl right out. It's not like it's dead in there. I need to vacuum to pour, to get dirt on top of it, to pack it down so the spider can't get out. So you can suffocate it. Yeah. So in my mind, that, that works. Okay. I don't know all if right. it does or not, but in my mind, hey, it did. All that matters is it's got to work in your mind so you can sleep at night. So here I am, 1030 at night, buck naked in my bedroom, bent over vacuuming my floors because I'm going to kill the spider that's in my canister. All of a sudden, my bedroom door bursts open and Michaela goes, oh my God, mom, why are you vacuuming at 1030 at night? And why are you doing it naked? <laughs> I'm like, there's a spider in my canister. <laughs> Poor child has seen me naked more times than I ever, 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 ever should admit. Okay, let, let's be clear here. There's a spider in your canister. Yes. Just, just to make sure that it's not. It's in my canister. <laughs> And it needs to die. See, I, I'm inappropriate here. <laughs> my canister of my vacuum cleaner. <laughs> we'll make sure that everybody gets this right. All right, so that's, that's one spider story. You said there was two? There's two, okay? My son, Derek. I love that child. He can be such an ass because he can he can just be an ass sometimes. We but can all be asses sometimes. so funny. So inappropriately funny most of the time. Well, he is your kid. He is. Then Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That's true. <laughs> so when we lived on Briarwood, Derek is downstairs. We have this 
there there's a bathroom downstairs and then our laundry room is like this ginormous laundry room and because it was so big we put mike's office in there okay so i'm getting ready for work and i'm in downstairs the laundry room in the, the la- in the laundry room because okay. it's like ginormous okay so the yeah, laundry, I, I think laundry... i remember the place over yep. there okay so i'm sitting at mike's desk and all of a sudden i hear like this pounding and this high-pitched girl scream and I have no clue where it's coming from. Okay. Two seconds later, Michaela comes running down the stairs. She's like, what's going on? Derek books out of his bathroom. Stark naked. Soaking wet. Covered in soap. And all I hear is... <laughs> and the kid is crying. And he's doing this thing with his hands. And the tears are just coming. And I'm like, Derek, I don't understand a word that you're saying. And you can see he is obviously terrified. Right. So I finally get him to calm down. And I'm like, Derek, what is wrong? He's like, oh, my God, Mom, there's this ginormous spider in my shower. It is so big. It's so big. So I walk in there, and I'm like, Derek, it can't be that bad. I don't think Mike was home because he never came downstairs to my rescue, which normally he does. So I walk in there, and and I'm like, Derek, just tell me what happened. He said, I'm taking a shower, and I got soap in my eyes. And I look down, and I see, like, this big black fuzz at the bottom of the of the, of the shower. So I reach down and I pick it up and I go like this and his legs just start moving. And he said, mom, I swear to God, it's the size of my hand. And the kid's in tears. So I go in there and I'm like, oh my God, please don't let it be as big as he says, because I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and I walk in crying. there. I shit you not. I don't know if they're called wolf spiders yep. or wood spiders. Big wolf. ass spider in the shower. Black? And, yes. That's a wolf spider. It was huge. I have goosebumps thinking about it. It was huge. So it's at the bottom of the shower and the water is still running. So I'm like, okay, I turn the water on full blast hot. No cold water is coming out of the shower. We're going to run that tank dry. All the hot water is going to burn the hell out of the spider. But it's not doing anything. It's just kind of laying there. So I'm like, Michaela, go get me the gallon of bleach. She goes into the laundry room, brings me the gallon of bleach. I pour an entire bottle of bleach on top of the spider. You would think it would kill it. It went down the drain. I'm like, as I'm pouring it, and I, I literally, I drain my hot water heater. I poured the entire gallon of bleach down, and Derek's crying. I'm like, Derek, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Mommy took care of it. <laughs> Mommy to the rescue. I got it all taken care of. You'll never see that big, bad spider again. So I'm like, you know, what was all the pounding in here? And he said, his shower, in order to get out, you have to open the door out. Well, he's in the shower, knowing he's in the shower with this with this gigantic spider, and he's pulling on the door inside, and he can't get it open because he's pulling it instead of pushing it. So I'm like, okay, you're cracking me up, kid. <clears throat> so I take him to school. He is, like, traumatized that he even touched the spider. I'm like, don't worry, you never have to see it again. So he goes to school. He comes home, gets up the next morning. Mike must have took him to school the next day. I pick him up from school. He comes out and he's got his arms crossed and he is mad as hell. And he's walking to the car and I'm like, hey, Derek, how was your day? And he's like, I don't want to touch you. I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, what's wrong? Do you remember the spider that you told me you killed? And I said, yeah. And he goes, so I'm brushing my teeth this morning. And I'm leaning over the sink and I'm brushing and I'm brushing and I'm brushing. And out of the freaking drain comes the same damn spider that you said you killed. And I'm like, oh my God, what did you do? And he said, I turned the hot water on like you did. (laughs) And I plugged the drain and filled the sink up with water. I said, then what'd you do? And he goes, I went to school. (laughs) I'm like, so he's still in there? Oh my God, please no. (laughs) It was horrible. You know, I... 
I have a little story spider too. Thanks. So we were down in Florida. Spiders are bigger down there. Which is why I'm never ever living there. <laughs> so we went to Florida because, um, and this was a while ago. Emma was nine months old, and Nikki's brother and his girlfriend at the time, his wife now, lived down there. So we went down for vacation, and uh, one day we're at their house, and they lived on an old um, military base that had, you know, they had mm-hmm. the military had gotten rid of, and they redid all the houses and yep. sold them, and so they lived on one of those, and what. One day, um, his his um, girlfriend's twin sister lived with them. Comes flying in the house, petrified. There's this big spider in the you know in the breezeway and stuff. And <laughs> so her brother Dean and myself, we go out there and we're kind of looking for this spider, and it's this big wolf spider. Oh, God, you know, I bet you he's the size of my mouse. Oh my God, without the legs. This was just the body. <laughs> I'm never gonna sleep tonight. She's itching. She's like, she's like, Ooh. but anyway. So it's it, the body of this thing was like the size of a of a mouse that you you use for the for the computer. And I'm like, oh, this will be easy. And I went to step on this thing. Right? They are fast. <laughs> they jump. And if you do manage to step on them, because I did one time, they can flatten out. And when you take your shoe off them, they're fine. And they're they, aliens, and is they, what they are. They bark. They yip. Are like, you serious? Yes. Oh, mother of God. That's why they're called a wolf spider, because they kind of bark and... I, if that ever happens to me, <laughs> I'm serious. I will just have a heart attack and die, and they will have to feast on my fat body for the rest of their lives. Because there's no freaking way I would survive that. <laughs> it, was, I, it was creepy then. I mean... You know, and, and, and over the years, I've seen pictures, because everybody's, you know, like, oh, they just found this spider in Australia. You know, and it's got, and I think I shared one of these on yours, where it's got the pretty, you know, it looks oh, almost yeah. like a peacock yeah. plume and stuff. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm like, great, but I still don't want it in my house. I don't want them. <laughs> I don't want them. When that fish-eating eating spider, um, a couple years ago, they, they had talked about the fish-eating spider. In China or whatever. Yeah, but they said that we have them in Wisconsin. Because people have found them in Wisconsin and that they live by the water. And as I'm reading this on Facebook, I'm looking out my front window going, oh, shit, the river's right across the road. We're going to have fish eating spiders at our house. <laughs> what kind of spider eats fish? How big can it possibly be? <laughs> well, you know, it's it's um, it, it's one of those things. Spiders scare people, but yet those of us who can handle looking at them, I mean, on a picture, they don't bother me. They might be creepy or this or that, but I don't like them in the same space as me. I mean, as you can see, we're in the basement. You notice I don't let a lot of uh, spider webs no. hang around. Um, when I was a kid, though, we're, we're, when I with my parents in our house, our the basement was finished except for the laundry room, right? So it was just the laundry room. And you had your, your washer, your dryer, you had a sink, you had a half bath, you know, a shower, uh-huh. and, a, and a toilet. And... The ceiling was 10 feet up or something like that, you know, okay. the wooden, and it would just get, it would just get filled with cobwebs. And when I was about 14, um, I had this bad habit of smoking and I found out that if you took a lighter and you lit the, the, the spider webs, it just fries them all. They just go across the top of the, the roof, right? So that's how I used to clean up spiderwebs because my bedroom was the next door down. So when I wanted to go to the bathroom, it got too bad up there. I just arsonist in the making. 
I I was am probably all, I love playing with fire. That's that's why we have a fire ring in the backyard. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. It's like you know, how can we like when I do my gaming stuff? How do you make paper look old? You take and you just burn the edges of the paper, right? <laughs> gives it that that worn look. It gives it that dirty look because you got the the smoke coming off of it. It's actually a really cool device to use to make something you know gaming related or something you want. Um, you know, you want to have a clue on a piece of paper that you're going to hand out to the group, but you don't want them to see a certain point of it. So you just kind of put a, a lighter underneath that and let it burn out, you know? <laughs> now, sometimes you got to remake them two or three times because the fire got a little too big too fast. But <laughs> pee on it! <laughs> I will tell you what. I can pee a lot. I have never been able to pee out a fire. I've never tried. Well, that's good. <laughs> the way girls are built, I think trying to pee on a fire brings on a whole different connotation than a guy. I love it when people go out there. They're like, oh, we're going to go out in the woods. And I'm like, I hate going out in the woods because what if you have to pee? Oh, you just pee. Okay. I have to strip all the way down and take my shoes off because I will pee in my pants, on my underwear, inside my socks, inside my shoes, and on all of the creatures around me. I don't think I could ever pee in the woods and have it come out being a stream of pee <laughs> and not a waterfall <laughs> run down the inside <laughs> I don't think I could do it <laughs> my, my, my wife is actually pretty good at peeing outside um, the girls we taught them when they were little but neither of them they're like you want us to do what <laughs> in fact we were up on Rue Mountain and we were on one of the trails up there and Emma must have been five or six and she's like I gotta pee and we're like okay and Nikki's like, I'm going to take this opportunity. You know, we're in the middle of the woods. I'm going to teach her how to pee out in the woods. And I'm like, perfect. And, you know, just argue back and forth, back and forth, and argue and argue. And finally, Nikki's like, pull down your pants, put your ass on the edge of the rock, and pee. I mean, she was ready to wet herself versus peeing in the woods. That's what I would do. <laughs> I'm like, it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, you got different parts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I could pull mine out in the woods too, I would. But well, hey. you can now. They have these these pee funnels. Have you seen those? I have heard about them. <laughs> I don't think I could wear a pee funnel. <laughs> I don't think you wear it. I think you just take it well, along. <laughs> kind of like a strap. <laughs> yeah. No, you actually just hold it there. You don't strap yeah, anything. Yeah, my mom can't. My mom cannot hear this. <laughs> she probably doesn't know what one is. She's kind of naive. <laughs> I'll just send her. I'll just send her the the, the cliff notes. It'll be fine. Okay, I gotta tell you the story about my daughter. Okay. Did I ever tell you that? <laughs> no, I have to start from the beginning. I can't tell you what it's about because I gotta start from the beginning. Okay. So Mike and I are laying in bed one day watching TV. And I can hear Michaela in the bathroom crying. Like, she is full-blown in tears. Her world is coming Wait, to an end. Wait, not for my interest, but for the people listening. Were you naked in bed at this point? Um, That I don't remember. I don't remember if I had to put clothes on or not. Usually when I'm in bed, I am. Okay. The minute I get into my room, the clothes come off. Okay. I don't like them. <laughs> like I said, not not for my morbid interest. but So the people in, in, in listening, they can they understand what's going on. I do wear clothes sometimes, by the way. She's wearing clothes right now, I guarantee I it. <laughs> okay, so Michaela's in there crying, and I knock on the door, and 
she, you know, she's like, mom, just go away. And I'm like, Michaela, let me come in. And I, she finally lets me in and she's got her face all like in her hands and I can't see her face and she's just crying. And I'm like, Michaela, what's wrong? She's like, just go away. I'm hideous. You, what, what are you talking about? I have no clue what is going on here. She lifts her face up. And because I am the world's greatest mom, I busted a gut and almost pissed myself because my 13-year-old daughter shaved her fucking eyebrows off straight <laughs> off of her face. Oh, she had nothing, no eyebrows, nothing. And I am dying laughing. Trying to console my daughter, but it's not really working because I'm laughing at her. dying laughing. And I'm like, why would you do that? What would possess you to shave your eyebrows off? And she goes, well, I had a unibrow. You did not have a unibrow. And she goes, no, I did. So I plucked it and it hurt. And I just couldn't do it. So I got out to shave her. <laughs> and I shaved the one, I shaved this portion off. But then it looked stupid. So I shaved it all, and then I realized that I only had one eyebrow left, so I shaved the other one, and now I have nothing! I look outside the bedroom, or outside the bathroom door. My son Derek is on the floor. He heard what was going on. The kid has tears coming down his face. He is dying laughing. And I'm like, Derek, stop it! Even though I'm laughing. And I'm like, Michaela, she's like, what are we going to do? You have to, you have to show me how to draw eyebrows on. I'm like, I don't know how to draw eyebrows on. My eyebrows are so light. It don't matter if I have them or not. I said, Michaela, I've never drawn eyebrows. I don't even have pencil liner. It's like nine o'clock at night. And she's like, I can't go to school tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, hell, you're going to school. I don't have any eyebrows. I'm like, no, you're going to school. So I walk, she, I leave her in the bathroom crying. I walk in the bedroom, close the door. My clicks. Mike's like, what's going on? I'm like, she shaved her fucking eyebrows off. He's like, she what? I'm like, they're gone. There's nothing there. So Michaela's crying and I'm like, you are going to school tomorrow. I finally get her in bed and she's like, I'm not going to school. I'm like, you're going to school. I get her up the next morning. She is like the freaking Unabomber walking out of my house. She's got her sweatshirt hood over her face. It's like she does. It's like she's look baby Yoda. She's got no eyeballs. Yep, just like just, there is nothing there. You can see a mouth in her nose. You can't see anything else. She rides all the way to school. The kid's in tears as she's leaving. Mom, please don't make me go. And I'm like, oh no, you shaved your damn eyebrows off. You're going to school. I don't care what the kids say. You did this one to yourself. So she comes home from school that day. Hood is off. She walks in the house, big smile on her face, with some eyebrows on her head. And I'm like, what the hell? Where did you get those? And she said, my teacher felt really bad for me. So she has a friend who has alopecia. So she had her friend take her, the teacher had Michaela's friend take her in the bathroom and show her how to put eyebrows on. So for the next month and a half, every day Michaela had to draw eyebrows on her face. And and I kept saying, please let me take a picture. This will be so funny when you graduate. Trust me, you'll laugh at this. She would not let me take a picture of her. So when I'm doing her picture boards for, for her graduation, I'm like, if you just would have let me have the damn eyebrow picture. Just could have made me happy. And she's like, nobody needed to see that, Mom. <laughs> it was so funny. Derek to this day. And she, she, Derek felt so bad for her that he said he would go to school and tell 
his friends and she would tell her friends that while she was sleeping, Derek shaved him off. And Derek said, yes, I will do that for you. Well, that's because that gives Derek cred. <laughs> that gives him street the cred bomb, right there. You, you snuck into your sister's room while she was sleeping and shaved off her damn eyebrows. I think social services would call that child abuse. <laughs> or brotherly sister abuse or whatever. That's just called siblings <laughs> being siblings. I mean, uh, you know, it's like... Um, I, I was trying to think of a story that would even come... I don't have any... <laughs> My girls never did that. Uh, once they got into makeup, though, I mean, uh, they they both wear makeup. And, and it's funny because both of my girls wear makeup and they wear it completely differently. Yep. It's it's um, it's um actually kind of funny. Um, I mean, it looks fine for both of them the way they do their makeup. But it was funny. The other night, we're sitting, we had put up the Christmas tree and that kind of stuff. And we're all just kind of sitting around. And Molly goes... Why don't we put our each other's makeup on each other just to see what it looks like, right? <laughs> so they, Nikki and I actually go, we go off, go shopping. We had some shopping to do. We come back and they're just finishing up. And Emma had done Molly's face like she would do her face. Okay. And vice versa. And it looked hideous on both of them. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <coughs> it's like, what, what did you guys do to each other? It's because each person has their own style. Yeah, and and uh, but it was almost to the point where I don't think even if they did it that way for like a month or two months, or, you know, where you got used to uh-huh. it, it just didn't look right. You know, some people look like clowns when they put makeup on. Yep, my sister Michelle, and she'll thank God never listen to this. When she was younger, she always had an orange ring around her face because oh. she always wore liquid foundation, but she never rubbed it in. And every once in a while, I look at Michaela and go, Michaela, you look like you have clown makeup on. You need to rub that in. Because it looks horrible. <laughs> I had a teacher in high school. My French teacher was like that. You could tell where where the makeup ended and how pale she was beyond the makeup. People should not do that. They should look in the mirror before they actually leave the house. Well, I think they do, but they just look like this. Straight oh, no, on. You got to turn sideways I and mean, check out all angles. You know, you are, I don't know about you so much, but me... I've learned how to put on makeup on myself <laughs> because I've done a lot of stage shows. And it's really easy to tell when an actor misses somewhere. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, I've always been lucky. I've gotten away. I have done so many productions where I'd never put lipstick on. Lipstick bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> and my lips are dark enough that nobody can ever tell. So I've gotten away with that. I, you know, after my first three, four, seri- uh, three, four plays that I did, I learned that my lips are dark enough. <laughs> unless they I need love to, my lips. <laughs> unless, you know, unless they need to be lighter, I don't have to wear lipstick. <laughs> Which is great, because I, I don't know what it is about me or my mouth, or maybe it's everybody. I put lipstick on, it runs into the corners of my mouth. And then I get these big lipstick balls. Wait, lipstick balls? Lipstick balls. That's a whole nother, whole nother that, area. That's when you teabag a clown, right? <laughs> <coughs> I made her laugh so hard she can't breathe. Uh, where do we go from here? So what else you got? What other, what other humorous stories, ways to, uh, you know, uh, traumatize your children and... Oh my and, God, I love traumatizing my children. <laughs> I do. I take Isn't that the job of most parents? I, I do... I have a really, really great relationship with my kids. And that's good. I do. My daughter, Michaela, is 18. And 
I, I said this earlier, this poor child has seen me naked more times than I care to ever, 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 ever admit. But a lot of it she brings on herself. So that's more than 10. Yeah, that's way more than 10. It's more like more than 10 a day. <laughs> I'm no. naked a lot. <laughs> Actually, this is so bad. This is how terrible I am. So we have Der- Derek's girlfriend lives with us and Michaela's boyfriend lives with us. If I shower at night, I which I do, I'm I'm like one of those freaky people who showers like three times a day. Okay. I can't I, I can't stand to be dirty. It just is one of those things that drives me crazy. So I will shower before I go to bed, but I refuse to put clothes on before I go to bed because I'm clean. And I'm not putting my pajamas on that I wore yesterday, or even though I only wore them for half an hour, I'm not putting them on. Okay. So our we have two bath well, we have three bathrooms. Only one of them has a showering area. <laughs> the other two are just have sink and toilet. Okay. So hey, I have taken baths in a sink before. Uh, I would not fit in my sink. Well, you don't actually get in the sink. You just use the <laughs> sink and the water and a it's washcloth. It's not the same, though. No, it's not the same, but you can. If you have to, if you have to, but I can't. I have to. I have a power washer that might got me when I had cancer, and that power washes all of your areas and goes up and down your entire body and in between all the places that need to be power washed. Every woman should have one of those. Have you ever seen those um, those things on Facebook where they show the shower with like 30 heads in it? I would kill for one of those. I think one of those would drown me. I would be in heaven. If, 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 but they would have to come from the top, the sides, and you need to have like those bubblers on the 400 block. You need to have those coming up at you to get your other areas. But are they supposed to come up all the time or just like occasionally like on the 400 Depends block? Depends on like, what you feel like. <laughs> the closest I've ever seen to something like that is way back when um, Nikki and I were still dating. And, and her parents lived in this house up until shortly after we got married. They had like I think it was three or four shower heads in their, in their, mm-hmm. and I was always like, how does, I just don't. Oh, I that, would love that. Why? To be showering is like the most relaxing, peaceful time of the day. Unless you're trying to shower with somebody else. That's relaxing too. No, it's not. <laughs> because here's what happened. And, and, and I don't know if it's the same for you and Mike, but with me, here's what happened. I get 30 seconds in the heat, in the shower, (laughs) and then Nikki takes over, and I stand in the corner and freeze while I wash her hair. You know what? Happy wife, happy life. That's all (laughs) I have to say. That is, that, that, that is bullshit. (laughs) Well, maybe you should have more hair and she could wash yours. I have hair. (laughs) Not a lot. Well, but I'm letting it grow in I, I see that. You got that nice little patch right here. This is a little bit lighter than this. Yeah, I, I, I am. Well, you think that's bad. You got to check out that. Oh, look. I have one of those. Mine's called a Charlie Brown swirl, though. Yeah, mine's called a bald spot. <laughs> Mine might be a bald spot someday. But yes, I, I am thinning. I usually wear my hair gone. Uh, but, you know, winter, Wisconsin... It's cold. It's cold. So I usually wait till a warm spell and then I shave it quick and then it starts to grow back. And then I wait for another quick little, you know, 30, 40 degrees and then I'll shave it again. But um, I'm working on the beard because... Me too. It's coming in nicely. (laughs) Uh, But no, I'm working on the beard because it's getting cold again. 
Um, it's been um, tonight. They're saying down into the single digits. Too cold. What do you mean? It's you too grew cold. up in Wisconsin. I did, and I question every winter why I live here. Doesn't everybody? Every winter, <laughs> I go. I, my optimal temperature is sixty-five degrees. Twenty-eight. That yeah. right in there. Nothing below. Nothing above. Because when I get above, I menopause in my hot flashes, and I get nasty mean. Anything below, I bitch twenty-four hours a day. Because it's cold. too cold. <laughs> See, and I'm my range is similar. Mine's about seventy or so on the top end. Okay, I'm okay up to there. And then I used to be five below. Oh god, it was fine, you know, because you know I'm down a hundred pounds. But <laughs> I was, I, you know, I was five below was fine. I, I was fine. Now it's more like I'm good till about twenty <laughs> or so, and I get below that and I get cold and. I'm diabetic, so the other thing that goes with that is I'm fine as long as my hands and feet are warm. My hands or feet get cold, I am shot. I know. I am shot until they get warm. <laughs> and if they get cold now, this time of year, they're not warm till April. Do you sleep with a fan on at night? I do. Okay. Mike and I go round and round about this because I will run from the bathroom naked. Yep. Run from the bathroom into the bedroom, jump into bed, turn the fan on before I jump into bed, though. Complain the entire time that I'm freezing, turn the heating blanket on, but have this ginormous jet engine fan in our bedroom on high. So high that you can't hear the TV and he has to turn it up to 69 volume when it goes up to 70. 69, (laughs) dude! It was the first number that popped in my head. I wonder why. (laughs) No, but, no, I do turn on a fan, but it is not aimed at the bed in the winter it is in the summer but in the winter because nikki and i too we go around and around about the fan so the the agreement was is in the winter i use it more for the white noise Uh so i take it and i turn it 90 degrees from the bed okay to the wall that's on my side of the bed so anything that comes back around gets to me okay and then we sleep under well i sleep under a comforter she sleeps under three of them (laughs) And uh, and then occasionally she steals my comforter too. Is she a bed hog too? She's not, but she is a she is a blanket she is a blanket thief, and she will lie about stealing the blankets. I do the same thing. She will steal my blankets, and in the morning I will wake up in this little well big ball because I'm like Paula, I too am fat, but I'm in this big ball on my side of the bed just shivering, and she'll go. I did it in self-defense. You stole all the blankets first. And I'm like, looks like it, doesn't it? <coughs> Mike says to me every night, um, do you think I could have a portion of this bed? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so you're a bed you hog? Do, I am a bed hog, a, a pillow hog? hog, and a blanket hog. See, now I'm the pillow guy. Nikki's got like one pillow. It, it's really weird. If you look at our bed, there's about 10 pillows on there. We have the same thing. Nikki uses one that she... Puts her arm under and she puts it on her shoulder and she lays on it. And then she has another one because for some reason the, the, the wall that we're up against gets really cold in the winter. It, even though it's an interior wall, it is like frigid in the winter. Okay. So she'll put another pillow behind her arm so she can lean it against the wall without okay. freezing. Okay. And the other eight, I arrange. <laughs> you know, I've got the ones for my head and the one that I hold on to and the one that goes behind my back. 
We have we have a body pillow. We used to have body pillows. We don't use it for a body. I mean, we just use it like behind all of our other pillows. So okay. like if we're sitting up in bed watching TV, which is where we do a majority of our TV watching because by the time we get home at night, it's time for bed. So we have the one body pillow and then we each have three pillows and then there's two extra ones. When I lay down, I, I'm so funny. I sleep with a face mask on. Okay. But I can't just have one because that one's kind of worn out, but it's my favorite face face mask. So I bought these other ones that are black. So I put the the worn out one on my face first that we might can still watch TV. And then I put the black one that looks like big fly eyes on top of that. Mike okay. laughs every time he comes to bed. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So face mask. I'm, I was yeah. over You're the not, eyes. Yeah. Over the eye face mask. Sleep mask, I, I was, should call it. Yeah, I was kind of thinking like you were putting on those... those um, Outdoor hats that have the eye holes and the nose hole. <laughs> My God, I could not sleep in that. <laughs> There's I'm no like, way. I'm like, <laughs> she can't wear clothes, but she can wear a face mask. <laughs> that, that's a, that, that's got to be an interesting thing to walk in at night. Am I being robbed or is that my wife? It's just me, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but ever since I had my surgeries, when I sleep on my side, mm-hmm. my boobs don't do what my boobs are, what normal boobs are supposed to do. So I have to like put a pillow underneath my body okay. and then hang on to it. So it, I always tell Mike, it just cushions my boobs. It's just, that's just my support. It's my comfort thing. You're hiding your boobs from uh-huh. Mike. No, he's, he knows they're there. <laughs> they're not as much fun as they used to be, but they're there. So I have to sleep with that like that. But then I have to have like three pillows behind me and two pillows between my knees. But then when I get hot, I kick all the covers off. I put the pillows on top of his legs and I will put my left leg over him and the pillows. So I'm like spread eagled in my bed. Seriously, if I ever die or my house burns down or catches on fire in the middle of the night, I'm screwed. There is no way. way out of my house with clothes or any dignity whatsoever. Cause all like the car. Everybody out of the house. (laughs) I need to get dressed. (laughs) No. (laughs) It will be terrible if that, God forbid that ever happens. But my mom has told me my, even when I was little though, I used to go to church camp and I would go to church camp and I'd go to bed with pajamas on and I would wake up in a cabin full of 12 girls, buck naked with my pajamas wrapped around my neck. Even as a child, I hated clothes. I cannot sleep in clothes. Now, I'm not a big fan of clothes. Well, I shouldn't say clothes. I'm not a big fan of restrictive things. Like, I love my jeans during the day, but the minute I get home, the jeans come off. And I will put on shorts or, like, tonight I'm wearing pajama bottoms. You know, but I... The colder it is, the more I like clothes. I like to stay warm. I just can't... Like, if I, I let... People are always like, oh my God, you don't even wear underwear to bed. Oh my God, if I turn in bed while I'm wearing underwear and they go up my ass, I am going to go nuts all night long. I am one of those people that sit there at night, like Mike can crawl into bed and instantly shut his mind out. And like the the second he closes his eyes, he's snoring. Like instantly. I lay there for hours and think... Oh, I have to do this, and I have to do this, and I need to do this. Oh, I should have done this. Well, that's just and the like, difference. Constantly. That's, that's the difference between men's brains and women's brains. And Nikki's the same way. She will sit there, and she'll be like, didn't take you long to go to sleep last night. And I'm like, 
No. Why? Was, <laughs> Something was supposed to? She's like, well, I sat there for like three hours and I made two lists and I, I'm like, no wonder you're always tired. <laughs> Sleep. I mean, come on. Yeah. But um, it, it was kind of funny because I was, um, as you know, I teach I teach a religious ed class the other mm-hmm. night. And the other night, the, the guy who was leading the class, because um, I'm a, well, I shouldn't say I teach. I'm a I'm an assistant teacher. I don't do the actual main. I used to, but I don't do the main teaching now because with my job, I never know if I'm going to be there from right. week to week. So, and he's talking about why you know one of the questions we we did kind of a question and answer thing. One of the questions was why can't women or girls be priests? You know, and I mean, there's there's you know it all comes down to you know whatever. I think I kind of think it's an archaic thing. I don't think that's necessarily the way it should be, but it's not my decision to make. But anyway, so he's and and the guy who's teaching the class, he's talking about it, and he goes, um, you know, and he's and he's talking about wearing scripture and because Jesus picked all men as apostles and you know all this stuff that you know that's all goes into the backstory of why the church doesn't allow women to be priests. Mm-hmm. So anyway. But then he gets to talking about this priest who had just done a, a lecture and was talking about this exact topic and why. And he goes, the the priest said it the best when he goes, you know, I sat and did four hours of confession. You know, four hours of people coming in telling me all this bad stuff they did, you know, granting absolution, all this stuff. He goes, and I leave the church and I'm thinking about all this stuff that I heard and all the, you know, all this and that that's going on in the world and and all this, he goes, and I got back to the rectory and I flipped on, on Sports Center, and three minutes later, I forgot it all. <laughs> you know, and he's like, and women, they're they're more in tune to people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're gonna sit at home and go, Oh my god, you know, you know, Billy Joe did this, and why would they you know, and they would just mull it over, <laughs> and I turned on Sports Center and it's gone. Yeah, we don't work that way. Our, brain, don't work our that brains way. are not wired that way. Exactly. And my wife's the same way. My kids, I have two daughters, and they worry about everything. Michaela is the same way. The drama. the Just the, just the sheer drama that comes from them going to school. It doesn't go away. Even when they graduate, it's still there. I know women. It's still there. I know women that are 40 <laughs> years old, and the shit hasn't gone away yet. It's like, come on. <coughs> To me, I mean, I remember being in high school, and I'm like, the amount of drama that oh. I had in my life, I could probably count on both of my hands and not run out of fingers. I always say to Michaela, I didn't fight with my friends when I was in school. I we loved it. each other no no matter what. I did not fight with my friends. We may have disagreed, but you went, hey, man, yeah. you're wrong. Yeah. And he goes, fuck you, you're wrong. <laughs> and we're like, see you later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There is so much drama with girls. It is ridiculous how much there is. Yeah, yeah. We can't. Michaela had a dream the other night that I had a heart attack and died. And she was mad at you. Well, no. This is where the drama comes in. Okay. So I come home from one job, trying to go to the bathroom so I can get my clothes on to get to my other job by quarter to nine. So I'm sitting in the bathroom in my bedroom with my door closed and my bathroom door closed. Buck naked, again, because I'm changing clothes to go to my second job. Sure, that's why. Trying to go to the bathroom, and all of a sudden I hear my bedroom door open, and I know Mike's at work, so I know it's on him. And I'm like, uh, who's in my room? All of a sudden my bathroom door swings wide open. I'm like, uh, hello? <laughs> Trying to go to the bathroom here. And she, like, literally crawls into my arms and is bawling. 
And I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong? And she like won't say anything. And she's squeezing me tighter and squeezing me tighter. I'm like, Michaela, what is wrong? You're like, she's I've like, already done shit. And you're about to help. <laughs> I haven't even started yet. You're making it impossible for me to go. <laughs> and she, you know, she's crying and she's crying. I'm like, Michaela, what's wrong? And she's like, I had a dream that you died. And I said, how did I die? And she said, a heart attack. And I'm like, yeah, cancer couldn't take me. Heart attack's not going to take me. I don't know why you're worried. Can I poop now? <laughs> Please, because I'm naked. <laughs> I remember one time Nikki had a dream. And I couldn't even tell you. I I was cheating on her or something. You know, just <laughs> one of those. She wakes up and she's pissed at me. She's it's got a woman a, thing. She's <laughs> got to wake me up and tell me that in her dream, I was doing whatever. Cheating on her or whatever, you know. And I'm like, obviously not. I'm laying right here next to you. I had a dream the other day. Don't ask me why, because my dreams are... I remember my dreams. Mike doesn't remember any of his dreams. Very rarely. I always remember my dreams. That's because we turn on SportsCenter and it's gone. That's probably <laughs> it. He watches football before bed. So, in my dream, we are sitting at... Just him and I are sitting at our kitchen table. But our kitchen table in my dream is super, super tiny. Okay. It's, it's almost like a... Like a... Uh, like a tea set? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, it's really, really little. So, we're eating. We're sitting across from each other eating dinner. And all of a sudden, I get attacked by a wild boar. Of course. With the tusks and everything. And it's like crawling on the table, poking me and biting at me and hitting me with its tusks. And I'm screaming. And I'm screaming for Mike because Mike is on the other end of the table. He's just eating. <laughs> he just keeps on eating as this boar is on our table, pounding the crap out of me. And I'm like, what the hell? So I must have been screaming in my dream. Because usually when I do have a dream like that, Mike wakes me up. Okay. And says it's okay. Sometimes I punch him. Not on purpose. I have been known to hit the man in my sleep. <laughs> but in my dream, a lot of my dreams revolve around my ex-husband. So my ex-husband was such a piece of crap that I still have nightmares about him. And Mike ends up taking the beatings for it. Because I'm like, oh, I will never let a man hit me again. You're going to come at me? I will pound the shit out of you in my sleep. <laughs> There's no way I will take that. <laughs> kind of similar. But not really. When Nikki and I first got married, obviously she wasn't used to sleeping with anybody. <laughs> and she used to roll around a lot. And I'll bet you in the first six months we were married, I probably had... 20 nosebleeds because she'd roll over in her sleep and her arm would flip and hit me in the face. And I have a, I, with my nose, I've got really what they call shallow veins in there. Okay. So it doesn't take much to make my nose bleed. So she'd roll over, crack me in the nose, oh, no. and then blood. I'd wake up and I'm like, no, not again, you know. I kept Kleenex at the side of the bed, you know. The first couple times, it's like you wake up though and you're like, what the? Why are you punching me? And she's you know, <laughs> so anyway, if my wife ever gets around to listening to this one, I'm in trouble. <laughs> That's okay. Cause I'm going to tell you something when Mike, do you, obviously I'm going to say, yes, you do. You totally pass gas in front of Nikki. Yeah. Okay. I'll when, pass gas in front of you. <laughs> I will not. It took me years to even poop in the house. With Where'd my, you go poop with in my the backyard? Comb. I would go wherever I had to go. But I wouldn't go with Mike home. The very first hotel that we ever stayed in, I walked in. I looked at him and said, no, we cannot stay here. He's like, why not? I said, there is like an inch and a half 
open space underneath that door in the bathroom. If I go in there and let one go, you're going to hear it. He's like, oh my God, Paula, everybody does it. Just do it. I'm like, no, I am not going to do this. Took me years. And then one day, you know those um, French fried onion things that you put like in green bean casserole? Yeah, yeah. The French French fried onions. Yep. Okay. I love those. Those things do not like me at all. I love the cheddar ones. Oh my God. So do I. But they are horrible on my system. Okay. Okay. So Bailey and Spencer, this one we lived on Wisconsin Street. Bailey and Spencer are, are over and I made dinner and Mike is at work. They're in the living room watching TV. I'm in the bedroom watching TV and I have the worst gas ever. Okay. It's the middle of winter, so there's no windows open. Wait, wait, you blamed it on the dog. No, we didn't have a dog at the time. Uh-oh. So I'm laying in bed. Mike is gone. Laying in bed, and like for three hours, that's all I do is pass gas in this closed bedroom with the ceiling fan going. So oh. it's just circulating the air. In the beginning, I could smell the stench. But after a while, you, you become immune to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, Mike <laughs> this is so funny. Mike comes home. He's talking to the kids. He comes in the bedroom. He opens up the door. He's like, hey, baby. Oh, God, what is that? And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to the point where I'm like, okay, this is going to happen. Whether I like it or not, it's going to happen. I bet you twice a week, he always says, he'll roll over and he'll look at me and say, you know that I love you, right? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, do you remember when you didn't used to do that? <laughs> yeah. I miss those days. <laughs> he says that to me all the time. <laughs> I think that's a good place to uh, to, to end for the night. I, I do want to thank you for coming down. Oh, you're very welcome. I've had a blast. It's been funny. It's been eye-opening. <laughs> it's been um, naked. It's been naked. All right. So that wasn't even my topic. I know. <laughs> but anyway, so um next time when we when you when you hear us again. Now, just so everybody understands what's going on here. Um I used to have a 3 week leg from the time that I recorded until I put out an episode. Well, between Christmas and New Year's, you're going to get three episodes. You're going to get this episode um today on the 26th. You're going to get an episode on the 28th, and then you're going to get an episode on the 30th. And the reason I'm doing that is I'm trying to get down to a one-week leg time. And it seemed like a good time to do it. A lot of people don't work, so you have extra time to listen to podcasts. So this is the first of those three. But um, just so everybody understands why you're getting three episodes this week, that's that that's why. So, um, Merry Christmas! <laughs> yeah, the Christmas episode. My gift to you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the next episode, um, we're going to be talking, we're, we're going to attempt again to have uh, Christian Amon on. He is a teacher. He is a friend of mine. And for the most part, he's an all-around good guy. Um, Now, I did make a guess about what Christian was going to talk about when he was supposed to be on originally, and that was cheese. He is also a -a cheeseaholic, which we're from Wisconsin. All right. Um, So anyway, we'll be talking to him next time. Um, And then uh, mailbag. Um, I, I didn't get any emails this week, so... You know, like I've said before, there's two ways to get your name on my podcast. One is to send in an email that I read on the air. Um, and two is to um, send me an email and volunteer to be on the show. Um, so you can do either of these. You can send them to whosepodcastisit at gmail.com. That'll be in the description at the end here. So you'll be able to uh, get that. 
Um, and then we get to the end of the show, and this is where I bring Paula back one more time. It is the quote of the day. Now, I explained to Paula what this was before we started, and she said... I'm you're stupid. A, I won't get this. She, she called me a dick. <laughs> she said, you're going to make me do that? And I said, yes. Because this is the part of the show where I get to have some fun and feel superior because I can look up quotes on the internet. Well, not really. <laughs> All right. So today's quote. Are you ready? Yes. It is not what you look at that matters. It's what you see. Now, I did give you some hints before we started. You did. He's dead. He's dead. And it's a he. And he's an author. It's not what you look at. It's what... I don't know. All Dr. Right. Seuss? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a good guess. Um, Henry, Henry David Thoreau lived 1817 to 1862. Um, he's famous for such works as Paradise to be Regained, Heraldum of Freedom, Walden, and the last days of John Brown, and many, many more. Actually, when I looked up what he had written, it's a very, very long list. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that, I one more time, I want to thank Paula for coming on, and I will talk to you guys in a couple of days. <laughs>